0: Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery.
1: Time now for the College Football Inquirer
0: with Dan Wetzel. Sit back and listen to tales of Foxfire Mountain as our guide takes you back in history. Like when the Vols didn't suck and we got Peyton Manning and it wasn't just because we gave him big kahuna wings.
1: And S.I.'s Pat Forty i'm not very well versed in the world of nail salons but i mean 225 dollars it seems like a lot of nail work
0: here's pat
1: and dan all right welcome to the
0: pod and yeah we can come clean now producer sean sullivan did not leave the podcast <laughs> because he got a better job offer or his love of soccer it's that He knew the University of Tennessee was about to get hit with 18 major NCAA (laughs) violations, most of which involved fast food or other restaurants of East Tennessee. Yeah. This hits him in the kitchen literally, figuratively,
1: (laughs) and every other way.
0: (laughs) Tennessee Vols' Jeremy Pruitt era is closing finally. A disastrous decision, probably one of the worst hires (laughs) <laughs> in SEC history and it's a, it's an illustrious group there. <laughs> yeah. 18 level one violations. It, and it's uh, it's not the amount, it's sixty thousand dollars about in uh, gifts, cash, food, all that. It's the incredible brazenness of this which is is comical. Now, Tennessee is not that upset about these violations because whatever they're gonna pay, they don't have to pay Jeremy Pruitt $12.6 million buyout, or they're going to say, because Pruitt took the NCAA manual and just lit it on fire. <laughs> and, I mean, it includes his wife becoming a bag woman, helping pay car payments and stuff. And to, to, to let you know, how, like, all of these things are fairly
1: small, but clear violations. Yeah, like it, and, it, it gets no more clear. <clears> Than <throat> the head coach himself handing a wad of cash to somebody. And in times they did that. Yeah. It's it's
0: like, it's not, well, I thought I could call a recruit twice a week, but I was calling for, uh, you know, and they call. Uh, Jerry Pruitt's wife was a compliance director
1: <laughs> one of at the best Florida State of and
0: Troy. And she <laughs> committed NCAA violations allegedly. The entire staff is practically involved in this thing. Yeah. It's a full team effort. I mean, it is, it's an astounding bit. I mean, there's one part, It's one point when they talk, there's one violation they go through and they literally go, and these are the violations include NCAA bylaws 11.7.4.2, 13.02.5.5, 5. 13.1.2.1, 13.1.2.7, 13.2.2, one, 13.5.3, 13.7.3, point, and on. I don't know, <laughs> there's five more. Yeah, I don't know what those things are, but there's a lot of numbers. They got bylaw 13 pretty hard. They hit bylaw 13 hard. <laughs> the violations occurred, like not only were they doing illegal stuff on these little recruiting visits, but it was during a dead period.
1: And or COVID, during a COVID period. shutdown. Yeah, right <laughs> Yeah, not just a, well, everybody needs a break. Let's have six weeks off or two weeks off in the calendar. No, this is a COVID shutdown because people were going to the morgue or going to the hospital. And so let's not have a bunch of people traveling to and from a campus. Oh, no, no, Tennessee, you go right ahead. You do your deal. And no matter what you think of the rules,
0: these were the rules they all agreed to. Yeah. Like that, you know, whatever. But if you're Kentucky or something, and you're sitting there following the rules. I can't have a kid on campus. We can't have his family visits. It's a dead period. We got this COVID thing. We're not doing that right now. And Tennessee's bringing everyone down
1: and taking them to zip lining and out to dinner. <laughs> That's cheating. Yeah, that is cheating. There, there, there are plenty of people who are like, well, no, the, these things are all legal now. Like, No, no. All of these violations would still be violations in 2022. You cannot have the head coach give a wad of cash to the mother of a player. You cannot have the head coach's wife give a wad of cash to the player. You cannot pay for unofficial visits. All those things are still rules. I I hate to break it to
0: people. Rules, uh, whether you – I don't know. I mean, everyone's got rules. The NFL, the NBA, I mean, they all have rules. Yeah. These are the rules. So, um, I mean, look, Pruitt was a disaster on the field, disaster off. I don't know what the penalty here will be, but 18 violations is pretty serious. And just the the sheer, just, we don't care. I I don't
1: know what the wiggle room is. (laughs) The penalty will be really interesting because this is where Tennessee may get lucky twice here. First of all, they were able to rigorously investigate this largely not because they wanted to get to the bottom of it or because they didn't want to pay Jeremy Pruitt $12.6 million as a buyout. Which, by the way, that buyout figure went up when the great Phil Fulmer, truly one of the one of the great administrators in college history, gave Jeremy Pruitt a raise after his second season (laughs) and an extension, a season in which they lost to Georgia State. Not Georgia, but Georgia State. He still got a raise and an extension. And so that upped the price. So, yeah, all right, now all of a sudden we want to get rid of him, but we don't want to pay. Oh, well, we've got these violations. Yes, let's look into that. So they get credit for exemplary cooperation, which, okay, fine. They did at least look under the... Rug to find the reasons they found. But then they're going to get lucky on the back end, probably because we are heading towards an overhaul of the NCAA manual that it will include infractions and will likely lessen the probability of postseason bans. So, this kind of thing that would normally be a multi year postseason ban I mean, the head coach is handing out cash, maybe a no postseason ban. I, I think there will still be sanctions. I think there will be significant sanctions, but they may actually get to play in bowl games this year, next year, and the year after, and forever.
0: They're less likely to punish the current players that are going to Tennessee. Right. That seems to be. Pruitt, uh, not, he'll he I mean, this is 12.6 mil, uh, not good. But this is what they went. So some of these, just to go through, this is it's a fairly incredible uh, document here, 51 pages. And it's, I, I found it. Quite interesting. Recruit comes down. They put them up at the Crown Plaza. I mean, they're putting these things under their own names. I mean, some of this is really bad cheating. Yeah, five hundred dollars in clothing and gear. They bring twenty dollars with a Chick Fil A breakfast to the hotel. I mean, that's how, might be the way to get them is a Chick Fil A breakfast. You know, everybody wants bring three hundred and thirty dollars worth of Calhouns out on a player's fishing boat. <laughs> yeah, I want to know whose boat. Yeah, who had the boat out in the Vol on the Tennessee River? It says so, Vol Navy. Yeah. Some players got a boat. Now, as NIL gets going, some players are going to have yachts. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know who had the fishing boat, but they went out there and then entertainment, food, and drinks back at the Pruitts. So that was kind of a nod to um, to Bruce Pearl, who once had <laughs> yes. a barbecue. Bruce Pearl got punished pretty good for a barbecue. An infamous his bar-
1: barbecue that he denied. An infamous bargain. Having Next recruit,
0: two rooms at the Hilton for two nights. This one went to the Dead End Barbecue. There's like 50 restaurants mentioned. <laughs> Dead End Barbecue. I looked it up. They have a thing there called the, uh, besides regular barbecue, the Grilled Smoked Baloney, Pat. Ooh. I'm going to dead-end barbecue next time I'm in Knoxville. Thick-cut and slow-smoked perfection, grilled topped with cheddar cheese and grilled onions.
1: Oh, yeah. Served with
0: our own horseradish beer mustard on grilled sourdough. Oh, my. They were also big on brunch. Yeah. Seemed to be. The Sunday morning (laughs) brunch trip. Ruby Sunshine's. Ruby Sunshine in Knoxville has a white chocolate bread pudding pancake. Seems to be their signature item. It's a New Orleans-inspired brunch joint. (laughs) Uh, uh this recruit there was a trip to La La Nails for
1: 225 bucks. La La Nails. I like that one. Yeah. I'm not very well versed in the world of nail salons, but I mean $225 it seems like a lot of nail work. Well, little known and prior to lost uh, prior to this I think it was lost to history. The
0: 8th of General Nealon's maxims. The team with the most well-maintained cuticles will win. <laughs>
1: That seems like definitely something that general Robert Nalen would be up on <laughs> nail care. Took this guy to Chesapeake seafood. It's a Maryland crab cake sandwich.
0: Yeah. Took the mom on a tour of Knoxville rental homes.
1: Yeah. I think they might recruits like a down payment on, on one. Right. Something. I think there was
0: something of that. Yeah. Oh, uh, one recruit's mom came with two of her daughters, and one of their boyfriends tagged along. I like this guy. Yeah. what? I mean, he's just in on the grift. Totally. Can we get in on that spinach con queso over at <laughs> <in>, uh, Chesapeake's?
1: <laughs> I hear the ribs are oh, good at Cal. Who Jones. are you? I'm yeah. the sister's boyfriend. Like, what? I'm going to buy you? <laughs> Do you want my five-star sister's boyfriend's brother? 75 bucks spent at a place
0: called Mo Baez, a wing joint. Then they went to a bowling, an arcade, then someplace called Market, Market Four Market Square, the four market square, 145. That's upscale. It features a lobster BLT flatbread. I think I've been to some places in that Market Square area there. Crown Plaza, Maple Hall Bowling Social. Let's see. I do like the fact they shared the sugar, man. They didn't just have one. Uh, one. They all, all over the place. place. Yeah, yeah. Scrambled Jake's, eighty-one bucks for brunch. They love brunch over there at the Valls. <laughs> Breakout <laughs> Urban Air Adventure Park. That's always fun. Oh yeah. Another trip to La La Nails, Chesapeake's again. Connor's Steakhouse, place called Southern Grit for brunch. Low country features this one, fried uh, biscuit, breakfast biscuit, fried chicken, bacon, cheese, and sausage gravy. Holy
1: moly. Leave with a, a verbal commit and high cholesterol on
0: your trip to... <laughs>
1: <laughs> verbal commit, high cholesterol, and you fall asleep driving back to wherever you came from on your paid-for unofficial visit. Went to the Storming Crab, another Louisiana thing.
0: Scrambled Jake's was popular. Yep. The Chivo tacarera Cafe Four, Big Kahuna Wings. Hmm. They brag they have the wings that changed it all.
1: <laughs> changed it all.
0: <laughs> I, feel, I feel like the Tennessee, Jeremy Pruitt's recruiting philosophy was like that of like an 11-year-old boy. Like, <laughs> okay, take them zip lining, give them all the wings we can get. <laughs> yeah. And this cool baseball cap with the falls. They'll totally come here. There you go. What else would a kid want? Eh, $5,000 too. Throw that in. And to I mean. five grand in. Yeah. And you got something for my sister's boyfriend? <laughs> Ruby Sunshine. That's another restaurant. They took someone to the Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies in Gatlinburg. How about that? See? I mean, who doesn't like the Penguin Playhouse, right? <laughs> Brings a smile to all, any face, all ages. Cafe Four, Fieldhouse Social, Main Event, Foxfire Mountain Adventure Park ATV. Oh, huh? a bad. You, go. you got zip lines, ATV guided tour. You can ATV your own or a guided tour. You can sit back, quote, sit back and listen to tales of Foxfire Mountain as our guide takes you back in history, like when the Falls didn't suck and we got Peyton Manning, <laughs> and it wasn't just because we gave him big Kahuna wings.
1: Yeah. Want to go back in history? Go back to when Peerless Price was catching passes. (laughs) Breakfast at assistant
0: coach's house. $125 at a, quote, unidentified seafood restaurant in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. That sounds like a Hugh Freeze kind of expense. Yeah. (laughs) If you spent $125 at an unidentified seafood restaurant in Gatlinburg, you have a recurring rash. You might want to get that checked out. I'm just saying. I don't. I don't know what happened on the expense report here, but <laughs> uh, unidentified uh, seafood restaurant in Gatlinburg, <laughs> Tennessee is a, that's a that's a red flag. That is a warning sign. That. Yeah, that's 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 a freeze kind of place. <laughs> yeah. Um, 35 bucks at McDonald's. It's a pretty good haul. Not easy to spend 35 down there. Get that land, sea, air deal. There you go. Yeah, the Big Mac is the land, the filet o fish is the sea, and the McChicken is the <laughs> the very dubious air. A lot of Chick Fil A, Holly's mm-hmm. Gourmet Market. Uh really banged through them all. I Sully would be. I, I don't know if Sully's outraged or proud. I bet he'd this be many, proud. I think. Yeah, this you know. many like low nutrition restaurants <laughs> yeah. were. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, turns out good for Tennessee. They get they get rid of Pruitt. The the violations will be you know the sanctions will be the sanctions. I don't know. Lose a couple yeah. scholarships.
1: Yeah. Although again, this is to a degree fans rooting for money, which isn't necessarily realistic. Like oh, we saved on the buyout for Jeremy Pruitt. Well, do you really care that much? Just yeah. Glad. College. We say it
0: all the time. I don't know how they got college fans to care about how much money they saved. Right. It's literally like the Sacramento Kings cheering that they're under the salary cap again, and their <laughs> owner made another fourteen billion. <laughs> How they sold fans on on
1: budgets, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, we did great. We 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 saved twelve million dollars. Okay, well your team also so yeah, much more money soccer. we're gonna get on this new TV deal. Yeah.
0: Bringing in these good teams, meaning we'll never freaking win. <laughs> I don't know. They did it though. Yep. Well, Anyway, classic classic scandal. Uh, just in the sheer volume of violations.
1: Yeah, you There's don't just... see like eighteen anymore. You know, <laughs> now it, I mean, like if you if you look at the uh, the SDNY basketball cases, it's like four, five, maybe up to like seven or eight or something. But for the most part, you know, you don't see eighteen of them laid out like that. And this apparently they they mirror imaged the. Uh, Cell phone texting, which I, I don't really understand, but but that apparently just like busted everybody because lo and behold, the Vols weren't terribly stealthy about what they were doing.
0: Freaking burner phone, yeah. Jeremy Pruitt had bought some burner phones for cheap. He would have, believe me, you can buy all the burner phones you need for less than twelve point six million dollars. <laughs> yes, you can. I, this is basically like if someone went in and didn't know the rules, right? I like, just had no idea. Like, wait, you
1: can't buy them meals? Because I don't know what they were trying to, what they thought they were going to accomplish on this. Can't buy them meals and we can't just talk about it and text on our phones, just like regularly as a matter of course. Huh. And they're mm-hmm. also like publicly all over town. Yeah. With all these people. Yeah. During a dead period.
0: Well, I'm going to, I've already missed Coach Pruitt. <laughs> And uh, I appreciate him giving us one last laugh. We had to do our
1: civic duty, man. Amazing that it did not work. Talk about uh, it. Yeah. Here's my once, question, Dan. Yeah. Did Jeremy Pruitt, criminal mastermind, come up with all this himself? Or did is this the way that he learned how to do the job working at, say, Alabama and Georgia for, say, Nick Saban and Kirby Smart?
0: So if you go on a visit to Alabama and Georgia, are you taken to their... Their are uh, equivalent of Dead End Barbecue yeah, and that's it. Cafe Four. I don't know. My guess is no, because um, I find both Kirby Smart and Nick Saban to be extremely intelligent individuals. Yes. And they would not possibly be that dumb. You would think. So I'm going to say no. I think he just got there and was like, I need players, and I'm just going to feed them. <laughs> Take them to the aquarium. <laughs> Take them zip lining. Yeah. Take them zip lining. <laughs> ATV. How about those big kahuna wings, man? The there wing that changed it all. Changed it all. Some Chick-fil-A for breakfast. Yeah. La la nails. Ain't no way Nick Saban's letting the guys get manny petties.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Damn. No, Roll <world> no. tide. <laughs> you may send their mom there while on the visit, but but no, here's like, no, I'm sure, certainly at Alabama and at Georgia, they are more stealthy, subtle with whatever they do to recruit. But if you go back to the old Jimbo Fisher's uh, diatribe in May, what? What? go look into how God did his deal. <laughs> Here's one of God's former assistants and how he did his deal. Woo. It's a trail of chicken wings
0: <laughs> <laughs> stretched from East Lansing to Baton Rouge to Tuscaloosa. That's why he couldn't work in the NFL. That's right. Tried to bribe that uh, team doctor that needed to clear Drew Brees so he'd stay with the Miami Dolphins. Tried to do it with all the chicken wings in Miami, and it didn't work. That's it. See, Miami, just not a great chicken wing town. Probably got a better uh, aquarium than Gatlinburg, Tennessee. I would like to think so. Unidentified seafood restaurant in Gatlinburg,
1: Tennessee. Unidentified. Shady. Yeah. If you're getting anything other than catfish there. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. uh, All right. (laughs) The uh,
0: in other uh, NCA violation news, I guess. (laughs) Matt Norlander had the story from CBS on uh, Kansas not allowing Coach Bill Self and Curtis Townsend, basketball coach, assistant basketball coach from recruiting in July. Yeah. Yeah. Self-imposed sanctions on the NCAA investigations. Now, those guys have far fewer violations, but more, far more serious. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, Self and Townsend were not out on the recruiting trail this July. My guess is Bill Self
1: enjoyed his month off. <laughs> right. I I don't see this holding Kansas back, but it is an interesting <laughs> development. It is. It is a serious punishment. It actually yeah. is,
0: unless you just won the NCAA championship and get everyone on the phone anyway, whether you happen to be standing under the... Uh, the hoop uh, with the peach, at the at uh, the peach jam, yeah, wearing a giant bird logo on your yeah belly. At this, this point, you just be like, "I am Bill Self. Call me back, it's Coach yeah. Self. Yeah. Hit me up." Um, but, yeah, but I didn't it, cancel to survive,
1: but it is something. It is something. Well, it's an interesting like late game development here. I mean, this case, first of all, has been going on for a thousand years since twenty seventeen, and so why all of a sudden now? Unless there is a belief that, I mean, Kansas, it became clear to Kansas, we're not going to be able to just keep skating completely. We're going to have to actually apply some self-sanctions here in, in hopes of uh, mitigating future sanctions. So whatever the, the, the thought process is there, Kansas no longer seems to be dealing with this with, for, from the straight double bird to the NCAA a modus operandi that has clearly been the way they had operated for several years. Yeah, that's a good punishment. That's a good good job by Kansas
0: right there. Good punishment, like I said. Coach Selfius won the title, right? Seat in the sand, toes in the water. You relax. Recruits will still come. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now
1: at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
0: All right, I wanted to do this. Uh, We have Big Ten and Pac-12 Media Days coming up this week. We've obviously had a lot of, should be be interesting. A lot of hurt feelings, a lot of... Unusual, did you defy? Did you the alliance, the whole thing? But we've talked an awful lot about realignment and all of that. We actually want to talk a little football. I know, crazy. How about that real live football? So uh, what I propose, Pat, is we uh, take a look at the Power Five, Mm -hmm. do a uh, a, our our pick to win it, favorite to win it. Not our official pick, but our pick. A dark horse and and your most intriguing team, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Good gimmick. Good gimmick. Podcasting July topic right here. Okay. We can we can we can gimmick with the best of them as needed. Do your civic duty, man. Let's do it. That's right. That's right. All right. So why don't we start with the SEC? Okay. Just means more.
1: Yeah. Uh, wondering who your favorite is. I know this could. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's two choices. And I'm going with the one that didn't win last year. That's Alabama. Uh, they they have the Heisman Trophy winner. They have the best player in college football in Will Anderson, and they got a lot of other stuff too. They've got they've got some things they've got to rebuild and replace a little bit. Uh, wide receivers, but they went out and got like multiple good wide receivers in the transfer portal. This is what Alabama can do now. It's like yeah. All right, where's the one area where we're not just completely flush? Okay, we'll just go get some of the best players that are already in college football. So uh, I am rolling with the tide as my favorite in the SEC. Yeah. This is kind
0: of, I hope this turns out to be a really interesting season. It will because it's college football. But in terms of like when you just sort of look at it, it's like, oh, can any of these guys beat Alabama this year? <laughs> and you got to kind of talk yourself into Georgia and Ohio State and. Maybe somebody else. I don't know. I mean, when you when your best player on your team is not your returning Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, <laughs> uh, you're loaded. So yeah, yeah Bama, George is going to have to
1: do it again. Your dark horse, Pat. My dark horse. We were just talking about him. The Vols. I like Tennessee. Really? Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. They've got a long way to look. They were seven and six last year. It's not like they were nine and three. It's good. It's a real dark horse. You can't it can't it, be like Georgia, right? No, Georgia's right, my dark right, horse. Right? Yeah, that's not. No. Yeah, it's a legit dark horse. But I think they do take another step forward with Josh Heupel. I like their schedule. Six of the first eight are at home. Uh, they're at Pitt, which won't be easy. They're at LSU, which might be kind of easy. I just I, I'm not convinced LSU is going to be that great um but you got Ball State, Akron, Florida who I think is not that good. Alabama, you're not going to beat Alabama. Then you got UT Martin and then you got Kentucky which could be a really big game. So I think Dan Wetzel on November 1st when they first roll out the college football playoff TV show and those idiotic rankings that I think Tennessee's going to be 7 and 1 at that point and in the top 10. There you go. Wow. I'm going with the team you just mentioned, Kentucky.
0: Yeah. So I was going to say Arkansas or something like that, but I just can't do anyone in the West other than Alabama. Right. It's too big of a fight. Kentucky defense is always solid under Mark Stoops. Will Levis is very good. And you got a QB, and you're in the East. And their schedule, they don't play Alabama, they don't play A&M, and they don't play LSU. So do they lose to Georgia? Maybe, but does Georgia get knocked off somewhere else? I don't know. Maybe they pull an upset hard to find someone that could actually win this win this thing other than Alabama and Georgia but i'm going to go with Kentucky i think they're going to be maybe they're going to be really good nor, they're going to be good like they normally are and it's can they can they can they pop and yep. if you have got a quarterback you got a chance
1: yeah and they've got a really easy non-conference schedule so they they play Miami Ohio Youngstown State and Northern Illinois all in September plus at Florida that's that's a big one there for them but yeah they could get on a roll very easily, I think, here. One thing, Chris Rodriguez, their excellent running back, a 1,400-yard running back, eh, got himself into a little DUI issue over the summer here. Mark Stoops hasn't really been the, the, the iron-fisted disciplinarian as far as keeping guys out of the lineup, so I would imagine Chris Rodriguez will play, but that's one to keep an eye on.
0: Oh, you can miss non-conference, you know. Yeah. Non-conference.
1: Sit him like out against cool. Miami of Ohio, and you've made your big statement. Most intriguing. Most intriguing, I'm going with A&M. Jimbo Fisher talked all his noise, brings in the number one recruiting class. I, those guys are young, and I think if you're counting too, on too many of them too soon, that may not work, but I want to see how many of those guys get on the field, how good they are, what they do at the quarterback position. They got Max Johnson, who transferred in from uh, LSU, and they got Haynes King, who was got hurt early last year. Uh, they, they have their own, uh, star player with, with off the field issues and Ania Smith. Uh, if he comes back and plays, you know, we'll see They they, they've got a lot of talent, but they also have a lot of inexperience and Jimbo talked himself into a bit of a corner. We'll see how he comes swinging out of it. Very young, but
0: that is a lot of talent. Uh, I'm going to go with LSU. How does this Brian Kelly situation work? How patient are the fans if they don't win there's still a lot of talent on that roster, yeah, and there is a lot of potential there. What constitutes a good season does he what is does he say stuff that, that more foot in the foot in the mouth situations kelly's always interesting. there's never like a dull Notre Dame season there was always there's something happened <laughs> right. so yeah. now we put that little bit of crazy in with this big old cauldron of crazy. You get a nice crawfish boil out of that. Oh yeah, it's going to be interesting. It may be good, may not, but it's going to be interesting. So I'm going with LSU. I'm fascinated to see from the jump how that that works and gets a little momentum. Look out, because yep. Brian Kelly can coach football, mm-hmm. and LSU can can attract talent, and you put those together, and uh, this could be really interesting. So
1: season opener against Florida State in New Orleans. If they don't win that, people will start freaking out immediately.
0: There'll but be an Florida, immediate
1: freak out, no question. Yeah. Florida State might also be better. So, you know, I mean, third year for Mike Norvell, they better be a little bit better. All right, Big Ten. Gee, I wonder who. Favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's an even bigger favorite than Alabama because I think Ohio State is just further ahead of everyone else in the conference. I know they got squashed last year at Michigan, but they just have so much firepower. I mean, they are going to be... An awesome offensive team to watch, and I do think they'll be improved on defense with Jim Knowles as the new defensive coordinator and eight returning starters on that side of the ball. So I think Ohio State is positioned maybe to win the whole thing. I would not be shocked if in that November 1st uh, first playoff rankings they're ahead of Alabama uh, because they've got... They got a bunch of home games, but they've also got some, you know, some marquee level opponents. They got Notre Dame, they got Wisconsin, they got Michigan State, Iowa, Penn State. You win all of you're undefeated on November first. That's probably enough to be number one. That's a that's a number one uh, deal. Yeah, they're gonna they'll get the jump on Notre
0: Dame right off the bat. That's gonna that's gonna tell us a lot. Really hard to find a loss on this schedule. Now the 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 problem is then your expectations are so great, you know, and and going undefeated is just not easy. It's just no. not easy to do. So, no. uh, but there is a, an enormous talent differential between Ohio State and the rest of the league right now, and so uh, last year was last year. This year is a different ball game. Um, this is the type of team that Urban Meyer would somehow blow it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'd go lose some the Big Ten Iowa, West team. Purdue, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, so we'll see if Ryan Day can
1: avoid that. All right, dark horse. Um, I'm gonna because I, I can't. Put Michigan in the dark horse category because they're starting the season in the top 10 for sure maybe even the top five so I'm gonna say Michigan State you know I they, they lost a lot but they also they brought in another star transfer running back Jarek Broussard from Colorado see if he can fill the Kenneth Walker the third role they've got some rebuilding to do on the line but Jaden Reed is back at receiver he's really good Peyton Thorne is back at quarterback he's very good and then defensively, they should be a lot better. Remember, they just were horrible in pass defense last year. They're more experienced. Uh, I expect them to definitely improve on that side of the ball. Their one non-conference game early, I think, is winnable. That's a real game. They got Western Michigan, Akron at Washington. I don't. Mean, I think you can win that. And then your Minnesota at Maryland. I mean, it's not pot, not out of the question to think they could be five and zero when Ohio State comes to East Lansing, October eighth, and. I'm sitting there watching it. So, when you might be there with counting opposing tubas in the stadium. But I might real interesting on
0: like, what kind of momentum Mel Tucker's got going in that program. There's a lot of confidence. I'll say that about out of Michigan State a lot of where confidence. everything's headed. So, get nine and a half mil. Got to, got to, got to be strong. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. I can't go with anyone in the East. Like maybe someone beats Ohio State up front, but then they'd have to run the table. So I'm gonna go with the West and go Wisconsin, which is the boringest dark horse of all time. <laughs> it's like a Central Park carriage pulling horse putting in the Kentucky dirt. It's old, steady, and reliable. Get you around the park. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, but look, uh, non conference, they got nothing. Washington State's coming. Other than that, they play. They're at Ohio State on September 24th. I, my guess is they get beat. Soundly there. But after that, Illinois, at Northwestern, at Michigan State, Purdue, which is kind of interesting, Maryland, Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota. If the offense is better, you can make a big run there. And then you get to Indy and, and who knows. No so Penn State or Michigan, I, it certainly is a schedule that could that could produce just one loss. And so if that's the case, then you got a chance. So I'm going Wisconsin. Okay. That's- Perennial
1: dark horse. Yeah, well, they, I mean, they are that. We'll see if uh, Graham Mertz is better at quarterback. The the annual travails of Graham Mertz continue. Intriguing? Anyone Intrig- intriguing in the Big Ten for you? Uh, Michigan's always intriguing. Harbaugh's yeah. always intriguing. So going with him, how does he manage the quarterback situation? Uh, you know, what's the defense look like? But uh, they they could absolutely... End up right there in a in a showdown of of either unbeaten's or very good teams with good records for the Big Ten East Championship in the horseshoe uh, again this year. I, I don't think that's out of the question. But then again, they may also drop some games early, and we'll see how Coach Khaki handles it. I'm going to go with Penn State, uh, 11 and 11 the last couple of years,
0: seven and six last year. Uh, that's not good enough. James Franklin's recruiting very well. He got a huge contract. Uh, but what kind of team is this going to be? I don't think that they're going to win the Big Ten. I do not think they're going to beat Ohio State. But this is one that's got to at least get back to what we maybe could call the Harbaugh level of where you don't lose to the teams you're you're not supposed to lose to.
1: Yeah. You and don't uh, lose that's going to be seven overtimes to Illinois or whatever.
0: Right. Uh, what do we got here? Where's this program? You're you're married to James Franklin now for a long time. Yep. And again, the recruiting's good and they should be better, including the group coming in. But uh, this is not you're not just feeling great about the Penn State program right now. You do have that uh game at Purdue to open. I think Purdue is dangerous. That is the uh the Joe Buck game, Fox traded <laughs> Joe Buck for.
1: Joe Buck trophy so you game. You should watch to go. make Joe
0: Buck feel like he's worth something, although he's probably getting paid a gazillion bucks. Uh and the, Penn State's also got the game at Auburn. Yes. Which is intriguing because Auburn's a train wreck, but mm-hmm. Auburn <laughs> uh, they got to beat Auburn.
1: Yeah.
0: At Auburn. And that's a night nice, that's a, like a big that's a big flashy win in name at least for um for the Big 10. Like they want to win that game at Auburn. Sure. And you lose that game at Auburn and Auburn still ends up 4 and 8. This could be bad. So I'm intrigued at where where is Penn State at,
1: so I'll go with them. Yeah, no, that's good good call. All right, ACC. Yeah, I wonder I, who your favorite is. I'm going with Clemson. I think there's going to be a, a rebound, uh, but boy, I mean, you could put them in the intriguing list too because we don't know if DJ Uiangale is as good as he looked early in his career or as bad as he looked last year. We don't know what the new coordinators are going to do. We don't know whether Dabo's still got his mojo, but I think, they just think they're just they going to have a great defense uh, and they're going to have the most talent in the league. And I just think that Clemson's Clemson and the rest of the ACC is the rest of the ACC.
0: Uh, agree. Uh, just too much talent there. And uh, if if they don't win, it will be a, uh, it'll be a, this will be a, bells will be ringing as, uh, as they just, they can't, It'd be one thing if Miami really gets popping, but there is not a a contender in terms of talent that can take Clemson on. They're your absolute favorite. This is the sport. All the same teams are the favorites. Um, So I'm going to
1: go with that. Dark Horse? NC State, you know, I mean, they got a really good quarterback in Devin Leary. They got 10 starters back on defense. It's just a question whether NC State can get out of its own way. You know, that, they, they, that is their history as an athletic program. Certainly their history as a football program. Last year, one point lost to Miami, three point lost to Wake Forest, uh, or else they would have won the ACC. They would have won their division. They would have been playing in the championship game. So uh, can they get it together? That's the whole question. Uh, schedule sets up well for them. They're at Clemson October 1st. That's going to be a big one. And will everything will probably flow from there into and out of that game. Uh, that was mine too. So I'll pick somebody
0: else because, uh, I agree. Dave Dorian's got a team. This is like the break. This is the chance for a breakthrough season for NC state, uh, which has been very good, but, um, not a lot of attention ever on NC state, but they're going to, they're going to get some this year. I'm going to go with the team that no one ever picks, uh, as a dark horse, but they've, they've been there and that's, uh, uh, Dave Clawson's wake forest. Yeah, buddy. I mean, all they do is win yeah And Sam Hartman quarterback is back. Justice Ellison at running back. They're well coached. they don't shoot themselves in the foot. they keep getting better. Big time receivers yeah. big time receivers. they got their system. It's not flashy, but it works. and I could totally see them look they they get Clemson at home, but they have a stretch in in November. They get Louisville on on Halloween weekend, then they got NC. They're at NC State, then UNC uh, the week after, and you could totally see them if they're hot at that point, just seizing control of uh,
1: of the race again. So, yeah, I'll take Wake Forest. Yeah, I mean the whole thing. Like, can they ever not get smashed by Clemson? Even bad Clemson teams crush Wake Forest. It seems like, including last year. So that's the that can they ever get over the the Clemson hump? Uh, but we'll see. Intriguing. Yeah, Uh, intriguing. I got to go with the Canes, the U. Yeah. You know, new coach there, Mario coming back. Swagger, even though he's getting rid of the turnover chain, there's going to be a lot of swag. Perennial underachiever in recent years. What do they do this year? You can win that coastal. Everybody can win the coastal every year. Uh, They should win the coastal. And, you know, if the ACC wants to be good again, they need Miami. And we'll see what Cristobal can do there in year one. With a really good quarterback, too, by the way, Tyler Van Dyke. They were my most intriguing.
0: Maybe it's just me, but I'm I'm intrigued at Virginia. Yeah.
1: Big time QB.
0: Um, Big time QB. Bronco Mendenhall had the program solid. Not spectacular, but solid. They got a lot of transfers out, but... There's, there was some momentum there. It wasn't, you know, he kind of just retired. He didn't, it wasn't like it was just a disaster. And what is, what does Tony Elliott do for that offense? I mean, this is the offensive coordinator at Clemson. Right. right. And maybe he didn't get the credit, but this is, I mean, you got Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence and all these guys come through. So uh, I don't expect a ton out of Virginia, but I'm really interested to see what Tony Elliott does, I guess, at Virginia. You yeah. so, know, can make the same argument at Virginia Tech too with the new coach. But Maybe it's the state of Virginia is intriguing me. There you go, because they've been down a little bit.
1: Yeah, so we'll see. All
0: right, Big Twelve favorite. This Boy. one we got a real race. This is why this is the best conference here yeah. in you And I hope and pray that we get automatic bids, and every year the Big Twelve champ
1: gets in, because no one knows who's going to win year to year. Never. I mean, especially when Oklahoma and Texas leave. But it's a total crapshoot. Total yeah. crapshoot. I um. I mean, the fact that. Baylor, after having lost a ton from last year's team, was the preseason favorite for the first time ever, tells me that nobody knows what the hell's going to happen in that league. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to say Oklahoma State, they won uh, the regular season last year, then they lost to Baylor in that incredible Big 12 championship game, getting stopped inside the 1-1. But Spencer Sanders is back, a quarterback who really, I mean, he showed something that Fiesta Bowl. He went from terrible in the Big 12 championship game to great in the Fiesta Bowl. See if he can keep that going. They will be more explosive, I think, offensively. I do want to see what the impact of losing Jim Knowles as defensive coordinator is, but I will give a narrow edge to to Oklahoma State over like five other teams.
0: All right. I say anybody can win. I'm going to go with the basic, but Oklahoma still a lot of talent. I know Caleb Williams left. I know uh, he took a bunch of players with him, but there's still a lot there. And Dylan Gabriel is showing up at the quarterback. Brent Venables has got going to bring a, a defensive mindset to it. Oklahoma has recruited better than anybody else in the league the last five years. So the roster should have replaceable players. And I think that team has got a lot to prove and a lot of like everybody left, but we're still here. and. We'll see, but I, I think there's going to be a little gumption there. So, in a wide open race, I'm going to go with the best talent. I'm going to go with the Sooners, but that's a lot of pressure on a brand new head coach.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you know, I can't, I can't fault you there. I mean, when in they, doubt, take the uh, five yeah. stars. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your dark horse, dark horse. I'm going with Kansas State. Man, you keep taking my picks. Uh, we didn't, call, we didn't uh, communicate We did not go work on this. So, yeah, no. So that's good, though. That's, that's Especially because I get to go first every time. So it's definitely Yeah, good. this is
0: crap. What a, I'm setting this up all wrong.
1: <laughs> uh, Chris Cleman's a very, very solid coach. Year four, he has that roster probably where he wants it. Adrian Martinez transfers in at quarterback. And as much as he made a lot of mistakes at Nebraska, he's also very talented. A great runner. If he just don't turn the ball over, which tends to be a Chris Kleeman thing where you don't turn the ball over, uh, I think you're going to have a chance there. Deuce Vaughn, really good, tiny running back. Going to have a super productive season. Again, they've got to fill some places on the the defensive line. I'm sorry, on the offensive line. Uh, defense, they've got a really, I like a possible first round talent at defensive end, Felix Anadike Uzoma, who did six forced fumbles uh, last year. So I like the Wildcats to potentially shake some things up there. Agree, man. Adrian Martinez and Deuce
0: Vaughn as a running attack. That's a nightmare. That's a lot. I mean, Martinez made a ton of mistakes, but he could always run. Always. There's a lot of individual talent up and down that roster. Like, there's a good NFL scouts love the K State roster. Like, there's talent all over the place. Uh, it may not be consistent, but there it pops. So, very, very interesting to see what K State does. Obviously, you pick them. I guess I will go with Baylor if that can be a dark one. <laughs> <laughs> the,
1: the preseason favorite. Well, but no, he's not a lot really of
0: momentum. Sure. Dave Aranda's yeah. program is really good. Blake Shapen. I don't know. I mean, I. I feel like after that, it'd be really hard to go in, you know, TCU or Iowa State or something like that. I just, I, I don't, I don't see it. So K State was my pick. I'll, I'll throw Baylor a little love, but I don't know if you really count as a dark horse. Uh, I'm guessing we're going to have the same most intriguing, too. Hook them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hard, hard not to go with them. It's I mean, intriguing. It is always, <laughs> but like, Gwen Ewers, are you the guy? If so, are you worth the hype? Sark, what can you do with Bijan Robinson? You did a lot last year, but can you make him a Heisman Trophy contender? Yeah, can you can you do things like oh, I don't know, beat Kansas? Uh, I mean, there's constant, endless intrigue with Texas, but this year maybe even more than usual. Yeah, this is easily the most
0: intriguing team. I'll, I'll double up. I mean, what do you, we got? The QB battle. We got all this talent. Uh, Robinson worthy yeah could Sark do something can you keep hold all this recruiting class if you get bombed again right I don't know Texas is always fun start with Alabama and they play Alabama that's that would yeah. be intriguing yeah um uh, the whole the whole thing it's it's whatever it is okay cool
1: hook them let's do it pack 12 favorite yeah, I think I this is gonna be close but I'm going with Utah just because I think It takes a while to cure the line of scrimmage if you're not good at the line of scrimmage, and that's USC. So Utah is definitely good at the line of scrimmage under Kyle Whittingham. Uh, Quarterback coming back in Cam Rising. Really good running back in Tavion Thomas. Uh, They need some receivers to step up. Defensively, they lost guys, but that's another area where Kyle Whittingham's always going to have a good defense. So I'm not worried about him there. So I'm taking the, the most physical team in the Pac-12, the Utah Utes? Uh, I'm going to go with Oregon. There's a lot of talent.
0: Again, kind of like my Oklahoma pick. Dan Lanning, brand-new coach. I have absolutely no idea, but he's getting a cupboard full deal. Utah's the, the smart pick because they're just such a solid program. But I'm going to go with the Ducks to see what they've got. And I think the Ducks also will be very motivated, expertly against uh u s c and they're they're trying to make a statement that they still are a major major college football program as this uh conference realignment shakes out so i'll go with i'll go with
1: oregon uh dark horse yeah i'm going to say u s c just because uh i mean i I'm not sure they're a true dark horse but uh, they they there is radical remake that gives them a chance So they will be way better coached they will be way better at quarterback even though their quarterback position was not a the problem. They will be better at all the skill position places. The question is whether they are better defensively and better on the offensive line. But uh, USC, I could put them as intriguing. I could put them as dark horse. I'm going with dark horse. Yeah,
0: I put them as intriguing. Um, here's my dark horse, UCLA. Yeah. Huh? Okay. I don't know if I believe this, but a <laughs> ton of offensive talent. DTR is back. A lot of skill. They finally got a new defensive coordinator. Bill McGovern shows up out of the NFL and he's been around the college ranks. Do they get even reasonably good on defense? If so, they've got the ability to score points and Chip Kelly finally does something other than beat a bad LSU team. Don't know. The fact that five years in UCLA, if if you told me five years ago when Chip Kelly got that job, they would be a dark horse in year five. Yeah. So
1: what happened? Let's see if they show something intriguing. Yeah. I'm going to go with the ducks. Just like, what does Bo Nix look like out of the sec? I Bo Nix was, is just a, a one man adventure show. A lot of his adventures are bad, but sometimes they're good. Can they just make him a more consistently good quarterback and good thrower? I don't know. We'll find out there. They've got the whole offensive line back. So I think they've got a chance there but a a lot for Dan Lanning to to still to to work with and try to improve their defense has got to get better uh which is his area of expertise Noah Sewell at linebacker maybe the best linebacker in the country inside linebacker so i will be intrigued to see how they look under Dan Lanning i think you're making your you're you're making my case i think Nix will be pretty good now that he's out of auburn maybe maybe so i have i mean i i don't <laughs> I don't trust him, which could be good or bad. Uh, you know, he can, he can do all kinds of stuff. I will tune in to watch because you just never know what the hell Bo Nix is going to do.
0: So keep that sweet tea. Didn't he have like a sweet tea he deal? Had
1: a, he had a sweet tea deal. Milo's sweet tea or something. Probably not a lot of Milo's sweet tea in Oregon. But I couldn't probably don't have a big market share up there. No, you're going to need an organic chai or something up there.
0: Yeah. yeah I mean, I it not work so well. I Most of the Pac-12 does not intrigue me. But so <laughs> USC was my thing, but I don't know. I could make it. I don't know what case I could make, but that would be it. Anyway, how about that? That was very like formulaic and, but very football. Look at that. Very, we stayed on point. We did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of shocked. Done and all that. So that, mm-hmm. that was pretty good by us. Yeah. All right. I do have this item here before we go. And uh, this one could become a serious ongoing saga. Oh, uh, the uh-huh. uh the drum beats of war are out there pat are they the drum beats of war uh this is from axios the new fast food battleground uh oh chicken
1: nuggets <laughs> we're downsizing from the chicken sandwich to the chicken nugget the chicken sandwich wars of
0: uh 2019, which Axio calls the epic chicken sandwich wars of 2019. <laughs> well, we as a podcast would not disagree. We would not. We certainly were all over it. Obviously, the Popeyes threw out their new made, remade chicken sandwich so popular they ran out of chicken, even though there's 9 billion of them out there. <laughs> Here's from Axios. Giant restaurant chains like, well, it should be such as, giant restaurant chains such as, I'm going to edit this. KFC and Boston Market are making big splash introductions of chicken nuggets, Mm. setting up a potential rematch of the epic (laughs) chicken sandwich wars.
1: (laughs) Rematch. Rematch. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Ali Frazier. Yeah. Why it matters. It's like, didn't Iran and Iraq fight each other like a bunch of times? You know, Egypt
0: and Israel definitely did. US and Britain got after it a few. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was a rematch in 1812. Yeah. Why it matters. Why does it matter? How could it not matter? Is my question, (laughs) Axios. They don't really write stories. They do this like. Yeah, right. Why it matters. Uh, Chicken consumption is on the rise. Fast food industry titans think they can boost profits by catering to the nugget loving tastes of younger consumers who favor easy to grab finger foods and view dinosaur shaped fare as a cultural touchstone. That's the dino nugget, which is frozen. Frozen chicken nuggets shaped as dinosaurs. The dino yeah. nugget, very popular with the kids. Uh, KFC has begun testing new chicken nuggets for a limited time in Charlotte. Uh, if it goes well, quote, the nuggets will replace the
1: popcorn chicken
0: currently on the menus. What's KFC's, the difference? Uh, What's the says, difference between is,
1: popcorn chicken and chicken nuggets? I don't
0: know, but this is a, they'll, it's, it's a, quote, really big deal, according to KFC. Okay. We need it, a is,
1: Charlotte listener
0: to... Chris Scott, head of KFC U.S. Uh, A whole new generation of KFC could introduce a whole new generation to the the original Colonel Sanders recipe. Mm, Okay. Uh, Also, intriguing, interesting perspective from Chris Scott. Quote, so many of younger consumers are not interested
1: in eating chicken on the bone for whatever (laughs) reason. (laughs) Well, I mean, like age eight and under. Yeah, I could understand that. You know, if you're you know, I I, I would think that that, that chicken makes on the sense, bone, but 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 how many how many meals do eight and unders buy? Well, this is Gen Z. I mean, these are like teenagers and stuff. Hmm. They still really
0: it's too difficult to eat chicken on the bone as a teenager? You know these it's the younger <laughs> generations, they just <laughs> they don't even have the work ethic to gnaw the meat <laughs> off the bone. Like <laughs> My generation, that's right. We would work <laughs> through that around that bone. <laughs> By golly, now they want these boneless chicken wings. Boston Market just rolled out its first nuggets in mm. quote signature and quote spicy. If they're brand new, how can you have a signature one? <laughs>
1: it's a very good
0: question. Yeah, uh, it says it's all wheat, all white meat morsels are larger and healthier than the competitors because they're roasted rather than fried. Mm. Also, They're still using the rotisserie thing in there or something. Okay.
1: So, uh, how do you you just like roast? I I see again, like the whole concept of a nugget has always been a little bit disconcerting to me. It's just basically pressed chicken. So, like, it's like chopped up chicken breast, right? Yeah, I
0: guess. All meat. They're bragging that's all white meat. Okay. McDonald's, which pioneered the McNugget in 1981. Oh, yeah, it did. Great moments in chicken history. They have brought back their beloved spicy chicken nuggets at some Mm. locations for a little limited time. I do remember those. I I had some of those in high school. Uh, In January, McDonald's debuted the, quote, crunchy double sandwich. Two cheeseburgers on a bed of chicken nuggets. Chicken McNuggets, based on a popular menu hack.
1: It's terrible. It's terrible. That's gross. It's not as bad as the air, land, and sea, but it's not good. Australian McNugget, uh, McDonald's has uh, four
0: new dips: Chejuan, Cajun, Curry, and
1: Mighty Hot Sauce. Interesting. <laughs> do we think Australia knows how to make authentic Cajun sauce? <laughs> mm.
0: eh, the I mean, Aussies might. The Aussies and the Cajuns kind of have some similarities. I mean, they, they I'm not going to rule do. it out. They, I'm not
1: going to rule it out. There are some strong similarities. Aussie, That's Aussie, sure. Aussie. Oi, oi, oi.
0: Not to be outdone, Burger King. This is a lengthy article for Axios, by the way, which shows how big of a deal this is. Huge. War correspondent. <laughs> Jennifer Kingston. Jennifer Kingston of War Gen- Correspondent here. Jennifer. Oh my god, deep, this thing goes on and on. Really I'll, I'll get to all dive. of it because I know I know this audience. You know, we don't have guests on this podcast. We might have to have Jennifer on to talk chicken nugget war.
1: This maybe our two guests for 2022: Merle Code and Jennifer. The yeah, chicken we got war offered like some,
0: yeah famous coaches. Like now, nah. no, no, mm, we mm. don't do you. But you know anything about the chicken chicken nuggets? We had our old radio show. We had um, Dan Mullen came on a couple times, to talk about a chicken wing co- eating contest. He was not yeah. afraid of the bone. No, no, no. Oh.
1: He, he could take on that
0: bone. All right, well, um, Burger King has introduced the ghost pepper chicken nugget in the U.S. Mm. and then just brought them to Canada. And then Wendy's has introduced the ghost pepper rant sauce for its nugget. These cannot be heavy on the ghost pepper. So that's, no. just, that's just bad, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's, that's marketing shtick. Although, really, like, if you're making chicken nuggets out of low-quality chicken meat, then I would make it ghost pepper, too, and just kind of camouflage it. You know, it's kind of like when you get a bad steak and they want to put sauce and like lump crab meat and something else on it. Take your mind off the fact that steak isn't very good. I don't like chicken nuggets. I'm going to
0: be honest. I'm I'm, I'm with you. They don't do anything for me. Uh, Globally, there's an arms race in quote nugget innovation. (laughs) 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 Mom and pop stores vying with chains to introduce new flavors like Thai chicken nuggets at Phoenix's Chickadee. And Hawaiian nuggets at Pokemoto. Okay. Vegan nuggets are, I'm not talking oh, about. Oh, no, no, nuggets. no, no. Get out of no, here. No, no, no. <laughs> KFC is testing a Beyond Fried Chicken. It's plant
1: based nuggets early this year. Come, Come on. KFC's with Yum Brands. They're headquartered in Louisville. I'll, I'll see if I can get down to headquarters and get to the bottom of this. Um, I'll find that Scott guy that you quoted.
0: <laughs> Scott. Yeah, Come on the pot. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see what they're saying. The burgeoning nugget craze is, quote, largely driven by shifts in Gen Z consumer behavior, says Maeve Webster, president of Menu Matters, uh, con- restaurant consults. Since the pandemic, more, customers, more consumers in general are snacking and looking for easy-to-eat smaller bites. Chicken nuggets also lend themselves lots of customization and experimentation, she said. Like using them as a pizza topping or a base for flavor sauce, flavorful sauces.
1: No someone not even a, they're made not chicken nugget topic. poutine.
0: <laughs> the bottom line, this lengthy axios. There are good business reasons to throw down those poultry shaped gloves. By one count, US fast food chicken market is growing nearly five percent a year and is expected to reap 40 billion in revenue.
1: Woo. Okay. Now we know why there's a war.
0: $40 billion in chicken revenue, and we can't get one chicken company to sponsor this damn
1: podcast. <laughs> what the ever-living. <laughs> no other podcast is talking this much about chicken, even ones that are about fast food, if there is We're such a We're about to detail our second chicken war.
0: That's right. First the sandwich, now the nugget. Come on, yeah. man. Where's Scott? <laughs> Scott from KSC. Get on this. Let's go. I mean, Chris Scott. Chris Scott. Chris, Chris Scott. Let me tell you something, okay? Journalistically, I'm supposed to say that, you know, our coverage of the brewing chicken nugget war will be based on, on uh, you know, independent thought and no bias. But I'm telling you, you sponsor this <laughs> podcast, and we're going to take care of you. If you Absolutely. don't, Chris Scott,
1: if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> We've been known to go after people. I think, I think Jeremy Pruitt got it. <laughs> Do your civic duty, Chris Scott. Sponsor the podcast. Chicken expert
0: at KFC. All right. That's it. We'll be back later in the week. Big 10, Pac-12, lots of talking. Should be wild. Appreciate everyone listening. Please continue to share us on social media. Subscribe. Leave nice reviews and uh, whatever else I usually tell you guys to do. Talk to you later.